Greetings, and welcome to another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof and Kickin' Life. This is your host, Bullyproof expert, Ziggler certified life coach, and master martial artist, Rich Grogan. I want to tell you, bullying is real, and it negatively affects millions of people every single day. And oftentimes, the meanest, nastiest bully we'll ever face is the bully within, the bully named Fear. And that bully causes an endless amount of anxiety and depression. Now, I know this from personal experience, and that's why I've spent the last 30-plus years of my life empowering kids, parents, teens, and adults with hope and the confidence to believe in themselves to stand up to any bully they're facing, both real and in their mind. I'm so excited and so grateful you're joining me. Now, let's become bullyproof and live our best kick in life. Greetings and welcome to another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life. How we doing out there? Hopefully you're having a fantastic day and hopefully uh, your week is off to a great, great start. What do we got going on today? Well, you know this by now. It's the Monday show, which is the weekly spotlight series where we spotlight someone out there doing amazing things to, as I like to say, make society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live with uh, what they're doing, with being a Christian, with just being a good role model, being a good human being, just to try and spread the message. Because oftentimes, as we know, the bullhorn for the media, I call the media the devil's workshop, where they got a bullhorn and they plant negative seeds, weeds, and uh in our minds, even if we don't want it, it's there. So with this show, with the guest and everything we're trying to do is combat that with some positivity. Yeah, with some life-changing thoughts. I'm saying, hey, there is a brighter side. It's not all gloom and doom. It's not all fear and panic. Oh, it's what you look for, you'll surely find. So what do we got going on today? And oh, by the way, for our new listeners, what is Bullyproof? Bullyproof is believing in yourself and standing up to any bully you face, both real and in your mind. And then the kick in life, baby. That's getting back up each and every time life knocks you down. It's not a matter of if, but when, and then living life to the fullest, which is not just a good life or even a great life. It's a kicking life, baby. Cashing checks, taking names, kicking butt, kicking life. All right. Well, get going with the show, you may say. Here it is, the Weekly Spotlight Show. This is episode number 266. And who do we have today? The guest today is a former senior vice president of Century Martial Arts Supply. He's done that for over 37 years. He's now semi-retired, but working as an industry consultant. And I've had the opportunity to, to meet this gentleman many, many times. It's a martial arts super show in Vegas. He's been on the podcast with others before and he's just doing an incredible job. And I'm just happy to hear that uh, he's semi-retired so he can spend more time with his lovely wife there and enjoy life uh, a little more than working all the time. But he still does what he can to put in some time to help out others new and up-and-comers in the industry or people that have been around the industry for a long time just to plant those positive seeds. Who am I talking about? Talking about good friend, a wonderful human being, Mr. Leon Rogers. Mr. Rogers, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Rich. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, in that wonderful list of accolades, is there anything I missed or anybody you want to give a quick shout-out to? Maybe maybe your wife, your family. Everybody loves hearing their name on the radio. <laughs> oh, absolutely. My, my wife, is, as you said, I, I was supposed to retire when I left Century, but you know, God opened some other doors for me, so I'm, I'm actually working three, if not four, part-time jobs, so... I'm uh, probably working about as hard as I did when I was before I retired, <laughs> but she's been very supportive of that. So uh, I want to give a shout out to her and of course all my kids um, who've been very supportive of me. But um, before I say too much about myself, Rich, I, I want to uh, let you know that I'm, I'm one of your biggest fans. But you know, I, I listen to you on a regular basis, um, and some of your favorite things to me. You, you talk a lot about how. Um, seeds of negativity seem to grow faster than seeds of positivity. Um, and the fact that, uh, and you alluded to this in your opening, unfortunately there seems to be a lot more people willing to sow those negative seeds. So just having someone like you out there, um, just encouraging and inspiring people, um, not just from martial arts, but from all walks of life, really makes what you do pretty special. And uh, like I said, it makes me one of your biggest fans probably. Oh. So we appreciate you, Rich. 
Well, Leon, thank you so much. I'm sitting here in the studio now. I got big major goosebumps. Uh, you always hope that has an impact on others, but to hear those words coming out of uh, from you, who I truly respect, and you're so well respected in the, uh, uh, well, not just the martial arts industry, but in the community and everything you do. So, gosh darn, thank you very much, sir. Uh, you're 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 a big inspiration for me. You're part of the reason I try to do what I can do. <laughs> Well, in hearing that is a nice kick in the tail to me to remind me uh, on those days because I'm a human being too. You know, I, I used to never talk about it, but I've had my bouts of anxiety and depression and uh, even anger management, which was something I was always ashamed. Well, I, I say ashamed. I'm, I'm trying to do a better job of not saying that too. It's who I am. It's who I was, the, the, kind of my genetic makeup, but it doesn't mean it's who I have to live with. I can make an adjustment slowly but surely of digging up those negative weeds. And, uh, and I want that to be kind of an inspirational message for others too who are dealing with you know, anxiety, depression, anger management, or maybe some kind of addiction. Yes, it's tough. It's not easy. Life is never easy. And as Rocky says, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, but we've got to do what I can, we can to combine our efforts together and just let others know, hey, we're, we're human too. We mess up or I mess up just like anybody else. But gosh darn it, each and every day I wear my cross on the outside of my, my, my shirt here. I've got a cross tattooed on my chest just as a way of saying uh, I'm doing everything I can to put God first and with God in my corner. Boy, I know I can fight any of those battles, which it's it's kind of funny that my grandma, when I was growing up, would always say, uh, Richie, are you putting God first? And I mean, like literally every single day. And sometimes when I got tired of hearing it, I would, I would lie and say, yes, grandma, whatever, I'm putting God first. But that's all it was back then was a lie. But I know right now what she was doing, because what I try and do as well, is plant those seeds early and often. And at some point in time, those things will, will grow. But we got to make sure we till those weeds as well. <laughs> Amen, sir. And I'm... I'm uh, right there with you. You know, I, like it, like you said, like everybody, I have my days of, you know, getting down on myself and down on the state of the industry and down on the state of the world. But, you know, much like you, I've found that uh, when I get back to uh, what it's really all about and my faith and my belief in God, then, um, you know, he gives us the tools to dig out of those things. Absolutely. And I couldn't think of a better corner man. I, uh, I enjoyed fighting uh, growing up because uh, it was my way of trying to prove to the world that I was somebody. I was being told, you know, you're uh, Richie, you're not big enough. You're not tall enough. You're not strong enough. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. And all those things planted, uh, planted weeds in my mental garden. And I believed a lot of those, so I thought the only thing I had in my control, which is basically the only thing we all have in our control, is our attitude and effort regarding what we're going to do about it. And uh, my, uh, we talk about the martial arts triangle, you know, the, the mental, spiritual, and physical. Well, the physical was always there. I always excelled at that. And the spiritual was kind of misguided. It was all about trying to prove everybody wrong, and uh, as opposed to what I believe now is trying to help others. And unfortunately, that third leg, if you will, the triangle, the mental was non-existent. I never poured anything into <laughs> anything into that. So I was missing a lot of it. And being a part of the Ziegler family now with the speaker, trainer, coach. Uh, and I got to spend two, uh, a whole solid week with the Ziegler family a couple weeks ago in Texas, which was fantastic. They really helped me realize that the mental is the most important because regardless of what you're doing with the spiritual, if you don't have the mental right, nothing else is going to matter. So I always like putting the mental first to make sure we're pruning that garden of those weeds so we can plant those right seeds and then spiritually direct that in the right path. And then physically, just continue to put forth that attitude and effort to do your best. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you say that because uh, as I was kind of thinking through maybe, you know, what where our conversation might lead us and what we might talk about. Um, it, it, one of the things about martial arts that um, that I've learned so much over the years, you know, I, in the beginning when I started my work with Century, um, I was an engineer and a product designer, and, uh, you know, my expertise was engineering and manufacturing. And my only knowledge of the martial arts was, you know, fighting. It was about fighting and self-defense. Um and, and the longer I've been in the industry, the more and more I've realized um, the, the psychological and the mental benefits and aspects of martial arts and how that applies to everyday life. <clears throat> you know, if we're, if we're fortunate, you know, we, we learn to fight and we train. Um, but if we're fortunate, we, we rarely, rarely will ever have to call upon those physical skills. <clears throat> you know, it's great to have them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, to know if you if you need them, they're they're there. Um, but I, I just I'm intrigued by the, the mental aspects of martial arts and how, and how you can apply that to your everyday life and every every aspect of your life. That, that's just very um, interesting and rewarding to to look at those sides of the martial arts for me. 
Absolutely. And yeah, I think, uh, um, well, the MMA as popular as it is right now or has been for some time, uh, oftentimes people confuse just the physical aspects of it. And um, I, I've been on both sides of the fence with the MMA and meaning when it first came out, it was a little on the too barbaric, but yet the younger testosterone side was all about, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, now I, I look at it and I, I just, uh, of course, it's a sport and the, the, the better you are, the quicker you are, the quicker you get that payday and so forth. But the unfortunate side is, uh, kind of with our uh, classes at the academy, it's it's right around six years, six and a half, depending on the age and the maturity level to, to test for a first degree black belt. And that's all because I want to make sure those, uh, not just the physical is in, in the right place, but the mental and the spiritual is as well. And for those that are listening, you know, I'm a Christian and, and I believe that's really what's helped me get my life in order. And, but if you, if you don't believe in God, that's fine. When I talk about the spiritual, I'm talking about your output, what you put out and what you're putting it out there for. Is it just about glorifying yourself or is it about helping others? And oftentimes I think when kids and teens and adults get rushed through just to learn how to beat somebody up, it's, it's, it's taken away from helping them be that whole person. So that's where I've kind of evolved. And yeah, I played hockey at a pretty competitive level. So I would fight quite a bit on the ice for the integrity of the game. But still, if I look back now, it was a lot of just uh, trying to prove everybody that ever doubted me wrong. And there's nothing wrong with using that as kind of, uh, I call it Bobby Boucher tackling fuel. <laughs> but <laughs> but if, you, uh, um, if you don't rein that in, that can burn you up as well. And that's uh, the, the downside of it there. And that's why I feel that the, the that the triangle is just such a beautiful thing because it's balanced. That, Absolutely. Well, good stuff. Um, so moving forward with uh, what, what you're doing now, what you, you did with Century for so many years, and as I mentioned uh, kind of at the onset of the show, so very grateful for the opportunity. And I know we connected a lot online prior to it. And uh, and I, I got to tell you, the first Super Show I went to, and we had never met in person before, but um, yeah, I, I – as, as, as you know, you always wonder, am I am I really good enough to be here is something that always played in my mind. And um, I, when I when I first met you and I first met Mr. Dillard, my goodness, the, the you guys were so opening, so inviting and uh, made me really feel good about myself and like I belonged there. And same thing with Mr. Silverman and so many others, uh, uh, Chip Townsend and Hanchi Kovar. They became pretty really good friends now. But at that time, and Melody Schumann and so many other Brandon Beliso. I always felt like I was kind of uh, on an island by myself, and maybe that's where I belonged. But when I went to that first event and connected with you and connected with uh, all the folks I just mentioned there, it was it was a, a, a welcoming like I don't think I've ever had before, and of something I was always questing for. And I can't thank you enough for for making me feel good. How many years ago that was? Because that really made me feel like I belonged. But of course, when you feel like you belong, you're going to do a heck of a lot more to pass that on to others and be that inspiration to others. So I don't know if I ever shared that with you, but uh, that was wonderful. And I can't thank you enough for that opportunity and making me feel good about who I am. Well, well I appreciate that. And Century appreciates that. Um, you certainly did belong. You know, when I, when I first met you, I actually still remember that day very well. Um, and I, I felt a kindred spirit with you and Oh yeah, that certainly played out to be true. So, yeah, it was fantastic. I, I remember you gave me uh, um, my wife and I, uh, I know, uh, tickets to to get into the, uh, the 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 event early, like VIP tickets. And I was like, oh my gosh! I mean, it just felt like a big deal. So, and I, and and I know that's the same thing. Anybody that when I say this, because other folks that are listening, you got to take the chance of putting yourself out there and overcoming your fears in situations you don't know a whole lot about, or you may be uh, unfamiliar with or uncomfortable with, but taking that step, you're going to, there's going to be more folks out there like Mr. Leon Rogers, like the, the folks in the martial arts industry and the century martial arts and the chip Townsend's, uh, Brandon Belisos, Dave Kovars, Melly Schumann's, all those wonderful people, Frank Silverman's that are there almost waiting for, for you to have that courage and confidence to step up, but you have to be the one to take the step. I posted something on my page the other day and it was a person leaning on a shovel and it said, God will help you, but you got to be the one willing to dig the hole. You got to be the one willing to do the work. You got to be the one willing to put in something before you can get something out. And I really like that because it's like, yeah, I was, I was really a little nervous about taking that step, but I'm so grateful and glad I did. So folks listening, there's probably an opportunity for you right there on your doorstep you just got to take that step and it may not always work out, but don't give up after the first one. Yeah. And I, I would very much echo what you're saying there, sir. And, uh, 
you know, believe it or not, um, just something as simple as, as doing this podcast. You know, I, I, uh, I've been anxious and nervous for the last two days, you know, spreading over, well, what will I say? And will I say the right things? And, you know, do people really care what I have to say? Um, but you just, you know, you just step out and you do it. And uh, to your point, sometimes it doesn't work out to the best. But in, in my experience, 90% of the time, it's a very positive experience. And um, you'll feel really good about doing it. Awesome. So, absolutely. I would I would encourage everybody to step out of your comfort zone. That's certainly what I've done. Nice. Well, and uh, um, oh, it's been a, a few shows ago now, but uh, uh, Master Paul Garcia, which I, I forgot to mention, he's a wonderful human being as well. And as many accolades as, as, as he has and the things he's done, um, he he let me know he was nervous to be on the podcast because he's never been on a podcast before. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Dude, <laughs> you're, you're incredible <laughs> at what you do here. And uh, he was kind of funny because uh, I had never heard of, of Zig Ziglar prior to 2012. And I had l- listened to a webinar. It was probably one of the first martial arts webinars outside of the organization I was with uh, that, that I kind of went out and listened. And it was Melody. And she it was the week Zig, Zig died. And she wanted to give her you know condolences to the Zig family. And then she kept quoting this Zig Ziglar guy, which I'd never heard of before prior to 2012. And then, uh, so I uh, looked it up and ordered a couple audible books and uh, started listening to him. And of course that turned into what he calls automobile university, always in the car as an opportunity to learn, listen to positive input instead of talk radio. And a year, uh, it's less than a year later, I go to an event and there's Paul Garcia on stage and he is quoting this Zig Ziglar guy. And I'm like, man, there must be something, something to this. These two amazing human beings. And then Hanchi Kovar met him and he throws out a couple of Zig quotes. So that was uh, <laughs> a trifecta. <laughs> and it's like something's to this. And uh, I'm blessed now to um, to be a part of the Ziglar family and be a, a legacy trainer, speaker, presenter, coach and uh, uh, um, legacy um well, like a legacy trainer of all, everything Zig ever taught. And, and that, that's fantastic to me. And I share the message to others. Don't wait until you're, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know, in, in your 40s, 50s, or 60s. Man, you, you can start now. But if you have waited to your 40s, 50s, or 60s, you know, best time to plant a tree, 20 years ago. Second best time, right now. And you're doing a right great now. job by listening to this podcast. Absolutely. Well, and I'll, I'll share a little story with you along those same lines. Um, you know, you alluded to the fact that, you know, I'd been, I, I was at Century for 37, almost 38 years. And 35 of those years, uh, 34, maybe 35 of those years, I was what I would say kind of a behind the scenes guy. You know, I was a product engineer and a manufacturing guy. So I kind of worked behind the scenes developing products and, and making products for school. Um, and as I, as I got close to what I, I knew I wanted to, to be the end of my career, um, uh, not knowing that I was going to have an encore career, truly thinking I <laughs> fully retire. But um, I, I went to Mr. Diller, the owner of the company, who's just uh, just a great, great guy and um, just passionate about uh, martial arts and schools. And, um, and I had seen that in him, and I just went to him and I said, "You know, Mr. Diller, I said I've always been kind of on the on the backside of the industry. I said I, I would like to get out and you know work." with schools and learn, learn what goes on in martial arts schools and, um, you know, just, just connect with those guys. And he was gracious enough to kind of let me step out of my uh, traditional role in operations. And literally for three years, I spent much of that time traveling across the country and visiting schools. Um, you know, I was actually trying to keep count at one time and I, I lost count at some point, but I, I would guess I probably visited over 200 schools. Oh my gosh! Um, but my point of all that is, it, that was me stepping out of my comfort zone of being a behind-the-scenes operations guy, and you cannot imagine how nervous I was. Really, literally for the entire three years, no matter how many schools I went to, uh, and you know, the vast majority of the time it was just an awesome, awesome visit. Uh, but it didn't matter. The next school I went to, I was still nervous about meeting that school owner. And I think part of that came from to to the point you made about people putting negativity out there. Um, when I kind of embarked on that path, I had you know I had my share of naysayers, uh, and I don't know if you know this or how many people might know this about me, but um, 
I've only sporadically trained in martial arts. I don't have a black belt. Um, you know, running was kind of always my passion and my, uh, my physical activity. And, um, so unfortunately I kind of stuck with that and only dabbled in, in training in martial arts. And my naysayers were saying, well, school owners aren't going to accept you. They're not going to want to talk to you. They don't care who you are. You have to be a, you know, a sixth degree black belt before they'll respect you. And that was so not the case. It, almost to, a, to an individual, every single school owner that I would, would visit was just extremely welcoming, uh, very open. We had great conversations, shared a lot of ideas and insights about the industry. So, again, hearkening back to your point, don't let the naysayers tell you that you can't do it or you don't have the ability to do it or you don't have the talent to do it. Um, you just got to go do it. Well, that's fantastic, and thank you for for sharing that story. I, I had no idea, but uh, it's and I don't want to go down a, a, a negative path here, but I'm going to touch on this point. Uh, organization I was with for uh, 26 years was um, Tongue Sudo, the or- same organization that Carlos Norris, so Chuck Norris, grew up in, and uh, it was kind of the whole theme of the Tongue Sudo Mudokwan was put together for 18 year old men going into the military. So it was very, uh, very physical, very rigid, and it, the mindset was, we're going to break you down. Those that are able to build themselves back up will be great soldiers, and those that don't, well, you know, good luck with society, good luck with the world, good luck with your life. Now, that may sound harsh and horrible and mean, but that was kind of the mindset. And uh, the founding father, uh, Kwon Jinim Wong Ki, he, uh, uh, when he was kind of putting the art together, he had to escape uh, Korea, and he spent time in China. That's where the name came from, uh, Tung Sudo stands Way of the Chinese Hand. And then he was actually in prison for a number of years. So his whole idea was, you, you got to learn how to fight, you got to learn how to defend yourself, and you got to learn how to be tough, because that's the way the world is. And as they evolved... He started, as he got older, realizing, uh, you know what, we need to bring more of the, the mudo, not just the martial arts, the physical side, but kind of that martial arts signal is a sword and a stop sign, which is stopping inner and outer conflict to find more peace. Uh, but unfortunately, his message was, uh, uh, I don't know that it ever got out the way it wanted in, in certain circles, because it was all about the physicality of it. And I'm not cutting short the physical. The physical is important, yes. But I am saying for 40-something years of my life, it was more fighting than anything else. And that's just, I, I look back now, and it's like, man, that was, not that it was a waste of time, but it could have been far more productive if I would have had the mental and the spiritual guided in the right way to, to worry about helping people. That's why I do the show. That's why um, the video blogs and everything we're trying to do with our Bullyproof Character Development Life Skills program is is directed at that. And our, our style is extremely physical. I, I left that organization in 2014 and kind of crafted everything I'd done uh, up to that point and all the new wonderful people that I've mentioned before that I've met and blended it all in, almost like a Bruce Lee philosophy. You take it all in, you disregard, which definitely is not for you, and then you add your own essence, bam, your essence of emerald there, and make it uniquely your own. And Absolutely. That's what... And I'm, I'm, I'm exactly on the same page with you. I never mean to discount the physical aspects. And, uh, in fact, I think if I ever, uh, and, and I, who knows, I may still pursue a black belt at some point if I ever retire and have time. <laughs> but... Um, I, I don't cut short the physical aspects of martial arts whatsoever. And in fact, it's probably an aspect of the martial arts I would enjoy the most. I, I think I would enjoy competition and fighting and things like that. But um, again, just for me, my focus has just been more on the, the mental and psychological benefits of martial arts. And my gosh, over the last year, you know, with the pandemic and everything, um, you know, how valuable was that? Right. Yeah. And then kind of this back to uh, Kwon Jin before he passed away in 2002, his whole focus on those last couple of years of his life. And and uh, he wanted to pass that on to his son who took over was on uh, the martial arts as far as a living art for the future, for m- future generations, as opposed to kind of the old school. You, you throw your punch and you stomp your foot as loud as you can to rattle the wooden floors and everything was all physical, physical, physical. He started to evolve a, a little bit there. But uh, Anyway, yeah, 100%. The The physical is definitely important, and I'm just a big believer in kind of rounding that stuff out. And, 
even uh, buddy Chip Townsend, who's just absolutely incredible. He's uh, he's training actively and uh, jujitsu now. So he got his purple belt uh, recently. And that, talk about being humble. You know, he's a seventh degree black belt in taekwondo and world breaking champion. I think uh, 14 or 15 times. It was five world records. But yet he's humble enough to, I mean, one of the greatest guys to talk to as well, to talk to anybody. But then the fact that he's humble enough to put on a white belt to train in jiu-jitsu, that, that's amazing. And that's yeah. a testament toward well, him, his humility, his character, but what the martial arts can offer anybody at any age in any rank or uh, any any stage of your life. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm a, a friend of Chip's as well. And uh, to, to kind of expand on what you were saying there about him, um, you know, Chip, Chip is one of the, uh, he's a beast of a fighter. Yes, he I, is. I've seen him, I've seen him train with, <laughs> you know, he'll put on an elevation mask for people that don't know that's a mask that kind of restricts your breathing, like you're at a higher altitude. Yep. Um, and he'll hook up the, uh, the strongest resistance straps you can imagine to his chest and his legs and his arms. And for hours, we'll sit there and kick and punch on bags. And I'm just, my, my jaw just drops open when I watch him. It's like, He's not human. <laughs> I mean, he's just a beast. Um, and to your point, he's you know he's he's very well known, very well respected. Uh, but to your point about him being a humble gentleman, uh, he was actually at Century one day, and uh, I got up the courage to ask him if he would spend an hour um, just training with me, and which he did. Uh, he took an hour out of his very busy day, um, put on his uniform, and went to the gym with me, and and worked out with me for an hour. So, yeah, very, very humble gentleman. Yeah, and it's uh, at, at a Pro Mac event. My uh, kids all got a chance to meet him, and then I got an opportunity to break a baseball bat with him. And then my uh, oldest son, Austin, uh, it, was, it was pretty cool. We both got to do um, a baseball bat break t- together. I did, or he did one, and I did one. And uh, my daughter and youngest son were there. And yeah, Chip spent all kinds of time just working with him on, on the round kick and side kick. And uh, it was it was a memorable experience that they'll never forget. And of course, uh, we've done, he's been on the podcast several times and we've done on how many different video blogs together and just a what a wonderful human being. But yeah, also the beast side of him. Uh, and I, I say this with the utmost humility, but I've always, uh, I, I, I don't say I've never been afraid of anybody, but I always thought, well, you know what, you got to have the, 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 as Rocky would say, the eye of the tiger to stand toe to toe with me and we're going to dance and see what happens. But Chip is a guy, oh my gosh, total beast mode. There were, there were, anytime we would work out together, there was an element of fear, not that he was going to hurt me or do anything else, but it's like, man, oh man, I thought I was insane, <laughs> but this guy, holy cow. Because like you said, he puts on the, the altitude mask and then the resistance resistance bands and goes nuts. So, so, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Love you, brother same Chip, here. if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Same, same here. And, and the other thing I've always uh, admired about Chip, uh, and tried to follow his lead on is, uh, the thing I, I love about him is he's not shy about talking about his faith in God and his belief in God. And, and I've always respected that as well. And it, it, it's, uh, it, it's great. You brought up that point because, uh, actually, Oh, I don't know when it was. I say the other day, that could have been four or five years ago or, or last week, but it wasn't last week, but it was some time ago. I had uh, uh, mentioned to him that he was the one of the first ones to help me feel okay about talking about being a Christian and, uh, you know, putting post on about, uh, I try and do that every day. Some Bible quote in uh, my page, uh, Rich Grogan or Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life. You can follow us on Instagram or on Facebook. Uh, a, a Bible quote, and he was one of the first ones that kind of give me the, if you will, permission to know it was okay. Because, of course, what's the things you never talk about in a martial arts studio? Religion and politics, right? <laughs> for, for, for whatever reason, and you know, the political side, we can let that go. But uh, uh, the religious side, it was. And once again, I'm not cramming down by his throat, but I'm not going to hide it either. Because what is it? If you, um, Bible talks about, if you're ashamed of me then I'm going to be ashamed of you in front of you. If you deny me, I'm going to deny you in front of my father. So that's, and people say, well, I don't know. Uh, um, I'm a little offended by that cross you wear. Well, I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend anybody, but I'd rather offend you than offend God. So there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. And and very much uh, true what you said about uh, Mr. Townsend is, you know, and that's again, kind of where I try to learn from him. He, he doesn't push it down your throat, but he's not afraid to, you know, to profess his faith, and, and I respect that a great deal. And, and not only him, but in you as well, sir. 
Well, thank you. Well, and I, I, uh, the, I guess where I've kind of got derailed there, I had uh, did a little uh, Facebook Live video with him, and this, like I said, the other day, whenever that was, and he, um, um, uh, what was it? Oh, I've kind of lost my train of thought there. He, uh, uh, my wife, before she ever met him, she had saw some of the things, and she had said, hey, that, that, that the guy you like, that Chip Townsend, that world karate breaking guy, um, he talks about God. He talks about Jesus. He talks about being a Christian. That's that's who you need to follow. Don't worry about some of these other people who tell you it's wrong. So I did a little Facebook Live with him, and I brought that up. And I said, Jim, it's because of you, man, that, that I talk about this openly now. And I'm not afraid to talk about it on my podcast, video blogs, and out in public. And I said, wear my cross on the outside of my shirt. And and uh, he, he, I, I, he, he got all goosey bumpy, and uh, I thought I was going to bring him to tears. And that just goes to, once again, to show what a humble, humble human being he is. So. He, all right well a major shout out to chip towns in there we'll look him up folks i've talked about him before but now he, he, he's monopolized the show here without even knowing it <laughs> <laughs> well uh i'm gonna call him and tell him next time he's on he better talk about me <laughs> well when he's on again and say look when, when mr leon rogers is on the, you, you are the whole show holy cow you, you, you got more airtime than his shout outs to his wife and kids what's that all about <laughs> uh, oops that was a oops. mistake wasn't it? oh man oh good stuff but uh um anyway moving on folks obviously you, those that listen to the show all the time um you know how I go down different rabbit hole squirrel. I'm over here now, but uh, I want to be as genuine and as open and, and uh, transparent as possible about anything we talk about. But it's obviously everything is about empowering you to step out from the crowd, to step out of that proverbial round hole and, and be who you're born to be. You've, you've got a gift that no one else possesses. God gave you a special talent, a special gift, a special tool, a special wisdom, insight, vision that no one else has. And it's tough. It's not always easy identifying what that is. But by having guests like Mr. Leon Rogers on talking about wonderful people like uh, Chip Townsend and so many others, they're all we all have our flaws, but we've all done what we can to take that step. But I think most importantly, and this is the point I want everybody to remember, you are who you surround yourself with. You surround yourself, I, I call engines and anchors. You surround yourself with engines, they're gonna drive, they're gonna push, they're gonna propel you forward into seeing things in a different light that maybe you've never seen before pushing you to step out of that proverbial round hole. And of course, if you surround yourself with, with anchors, you know, anchors are the ones that are pulling you back. Anchors are the ones that are planting seeds of self-doubt, negativity, fear, and doom and gloom about whatever the, every, what could go wrong. It's your choice. But I promise you this, as Jim Rohn says, who you, the four or five people you surround yourself with, you will become a percentage of those four or five people. So make sure that those four or five people that you surround yourself, you listen to, what seeds you plant in your mental garden, is helping propel you, making sure it's the engines. And a little presentation I gave to a group of teenagers about a month ago, was a, the ending thing was, you show me your four friends, and I'll show you your future. Bang. That's a right hook reality. Amen. <laughs> Amen. If, I, if I can take this opportunity. Uh, Absolutely. If I'm, if, I, if I'm running out of time, stop me at any point. No. But, uh, you know, I would like to give a shout out, uh, you know, as, uh, to a couple of gentlemen that I, I have privileged to work with. Uh, in my semi-retirement, or as I call it, my uh, encore career, um, you know, I was blessed to meet. Uh, you know, God opened a couple of doors for me, and I was blessed to meet two gentlemen that I just just truly enjoy working with. Um, one of them you actually had on as your guest last week, which was uh, Jason Neves Kicksite. Um, much like you, I, I I met Jason at the Super Show, um, and I, I I just hit it off with him immediately because I could. Seeing him, you know, Kicksite, uh, Jason is the founder and CEO at Kicksite, which is a school software provider. But I saw he was much more than that. And, you know, um, he had a genuine desire to, to see schools succeed and to see martial arts grow. And so I was fortunate enough to get an offer from him to join the Kicksite team. Um, and, you know, I kind of serve as an in industry advocate. My, my job is to kind of learn what the, the challenges and the, the needs of a school are and communicate that back to Kicksite um, so that they can, uh, you know, make sure that their software meets the needs of a school. Um, and beyond that, uh, beyond providing software, um, they're a great resource for schools as far as education and running a small business and everything. So uh, just been very blessed to work with him. 
And the other gentleman I'd like to mention, and I, I think maybe he's going to be one of your future guests, but I actually didn't touch base with him to find out if he's scheduled. But And that's Mr. Steve Butts. Um, Mr. Butts uh, actually owns four studios, um, very successful studios. He has over a 1,000 students. Um, but what I teamed up with Mr. Butts to do is to help him run a program called Ninja Tricks. Um, and not only did I fall in love with Mr. Butts, but I fell in love with Ninja Tricks and tell a little story behind that. You know, it, we, we in the industry all want to believe that every kid wants to become a martial artist. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> that's not the case. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes a movie like Karate Kid will come along and, and give us some exposure, and, and, you know, we see the popularity rise with children. That typically only lasts for a short period of time, and then they get engulfed again in you know, team sports and all the other activities they do. So what I saw in Ninja Tricks was the ability for martial arts schools to attract a much larger audience, a much larger demographic, because, um, you know, every kid wants to run obstacle courses like they see on American Ninja Warrior. Every kid wants to jump and run and kick. And that's what Ninja Tricks is. It, it combines obstacle course training, uh, parkour training, and but it also has a martial arts element to it. Um, so while it it'll attract a kid to a martial arts school that might not otherwise uh, attend a martial arts school. The fact that it has a martial arts element to it, what we find is just that little introduction that Ninja Tricks give them to martial arts, they'll typically end up eventually taking a core martial arts class. So it's it's bringing a whole new demographic to our industry that we might not otherwise attract. And that's very exciting to me to be a part of that. Oh, that's fantastic. Fantastic. And, uh, um, yeah, I, unfortunately, I've not connected with Mr. Butts just yet, but uh, I know you uh, a connection between the two of us, so we'll definitely follow up on that. And that sounds fantastic with the Ninja Kicks. And you're exactly right. I mean, martial arts is a long, long path, and um, it's not a seasonal, uh, well, I call it an activity uh, as opposed to a sport, but it's definitely not seasonal. It's ongoing, and uh, where a sport is seasonal, so kids can move on to something else. So it takes a lot, but yeah, if you can add a different element in there to keep their interest high and combined several different, uh, um, I guess, activities into one, oh my gosh, the best of both worlds. And then uh, Mr. Yes, Mr. Jason Neef, he was on last week, and what an incredible human being. You know, even though I had never uh, met him, I, I, we may have crossed paths at a super show. I, I, I don't remember because uh, you've run into so many people, but uh, the fact that you gave him kind of your blessing and this and that, and that's what I told him on the air. Uh, I said, even though I don't recall if we've ever met before, I, I don't think we have because after the show last week, he's like, gosh, darn, I would have remembered you. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the fact that uh, you, you, you gave him uh, well, your blessing and said, hey, this is a good guy for the show. And that just goes to show the respect that both of us have for you, sir. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, good stuff. Likewise. Likewise um, for both of you, gentlemen. Thank you, sir. Thank you again. I and. Uh, the, the I, I can tell, I mean, I'm sure it was hard to step away from Century after all those years. And uh, what a great relationship you've had with all the folks at Century. And uh, I think you're going to get a little retirement time, but then God opened a new door for you to step right through and, and do what you, well, love to do, which is connect with people and connect others, like uh, connected me with uh, Mr. Jason Neef and, and so many others. It's, it's got to be wonderful. It, it's it's just been amazing and and i guess you know the the last thing i would like to say out there and give a shout out to is, is the school owners that, that i've just become passionate about doing whatever i can to you know be their biggest fans and their biggest cheer cheerleaders and support them in, in whatever way i can you know we, we everybody's heard of the you know the chuck norris and the bruce lee's and the bill wallace and the, you know ernie reyes and benny the jet you know we all know those names um, but as I as I got to travel the country and, and visit schools, um, and in, I, I have a soft spot spot in my heart, particularly for the small school owner, um, I quickly realized they're truly the backbone of our industry. They're the unsung heroes of the industry. Uh, you know, they're the ones out there, you know, changing lives every day with their blood, sweat, and tears. And um, I just can't say enough how much I respect. Uh, school owners in, in general, but small school owners in particular. Well, and, and with that being said, 
we've got uh, school owners that listen. We've got, uh, I'm, I'm just blessed beyond words that our audience is such a wide range and uh, a good majority of it is actually uh, is moms and, and, and females. So I'm really happy about that as well. So with all that being said, you know this, you know, if new listeners, the first time you listened, everything we talk about, regardless if you're in martial arts, regardless if you're in the fitness industry, regardless if we had a, a finance major on recently and uh, a mortgage guy, we're all doing different things, but the central message is always the same, empowering you to believe in you, to step out from the crowd, to be who you were born to be, to say, you know what, I've always felt this tug at my heart to do this. Well, that's what I want to do with this show is to empower you to do that. And the same thing with your kids. Don't don't allow them to get kind of, I don't know, just uh, the norm is not what I think the norm should be. <laughs> just talking to a parent earlier today about uh, I want to bring back the values and the characteristics and life skills that we kind of grew up with. What used to be just, uh, you know, everybody was uh, made eye contact, said please and thank you, uh, was respectful mm-hmm. in some way, shape or form. But now that's 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 no longer the norm. Uh, which I don't know why, I don't know where it went, but that's why I work so hard to bring that back is uh, don't feel guilty or bad about doing what is right, even if you're the only one doing it. That's kind of the <laughs> uh, definition of yeah. integrity and honor, right? Uh, amen, sir. And that's, you know, to, to your point, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I look back and I wonder where all those things went. Um, it, it's just like public schools these days. Public schools are just not what they used to Mm-mm. be, but a lot of the things that we were taught that, in my generation, we were taught in public schools that just don't exist in public schools anymore. That's another reason I love the martial arts so much. I, I, I go watch, you know, martial arts classes and, and sit in the audience and just listen and observe. And yep. and that that is where those things are still being taught. The, you know, the honor and the values, the, uh, the principles that, that we grew up with. Those Luckily, we still have the martial arts schools out there teaching those things. And so to be just a tiny, tiny part of that has, has been a blessing for me. That's incredible. And um, the little thing to the uh, the smaller school owners, uh, listen, for I've been, uh, used to never talk about this, but I, I'm open about it now. I've been bankrupt twice. I've had my house foreclosed on, cars repossessed. Those are some dark, dark days. But I kept up the perseverance, the battle through. That's our, uh, uh, our black belt principles. Number one is humility. And number eight is perseverance. I had those as the bookends because I knew I needed to be more humble and willing to learn. But I also knew that the perseverance, the foundational piece, had to be there to, to, to remind me every time I hit the deck to get back up, regardless if it was physically or mentally or spiritually, emotionally, it was getting back up each and every time. And uh, the biggest and best transition point in my life was was getting a business coach, surrounding myself with people like Hanchi Kovar, surrounding my, going to the martial arts super show. You don't know what you don't know. And for 20-something years, I had a money-losing hobby. And when I say money losing, I was teaching during the day as a PE teacher and then coaching, teaching aerobics, personal training, doing everything I could to fund this money losing hobby. My wife was my sugar mama. She was my she was a nurse and uh, everything that came in from her, everything that would, would help pay the personal bills. And then everything that I made was going to this bottomless pit of a martial arts studio. And I always was brought up on a farm that you could always outwork your problems. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, I think the work ethic could be really, really <laughs> improved in our country today where people need to outwork their problems. But at the same time, um, it, it, it was all work and, uh, and no brains. There were zero. Like I mentioned, the mental part was completely non-existent. But it's when I started getting that mental right and being humble enough in myself to realize, man, all I, I, I don't know this. I don't know how to do this. And that's tough for a guy. It's tough for a fighter. It's tough for a martial artist. But that helped complete that, um, that, that that triangle and started surrounding myself with the right people, started treating the business like a business, uh, read a book called The Entrepreneurial Myth by Michael Gerber. That helped put things in perspective, and uh, that, that's what really helped catapult the uh, the growth in the academy. And uh, then we started putting together lesson plans, and uh, well, definitely always had lesson plans, uh, operating procedures, system structures, and processes. And now, um, I know we're, well, we may go a little bit long if you've got a couple extra minutes, sir. Are, are you good? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm the first time I've announced this on the air here. It's, uh, it's official now at the Academy, so this may be a bomb. And those listening, <laughs> hang on here. <laughs> our, our, sister, our business has now become turnkey. Uh, which in the last year was not easy, but it really helped uh, uh, bring a few things to light that were, were uh, I don't know, kind of always there. And 
what I'm doing, I'm actually stepping away from uh, my martial arts business. I'm getting all goosebumpy here just talking about it. But um, um, my wife and I, since I was 19 years old, when my NHL career that uh, never <laughs> never happened ended, <laughs> so he's going to be a pro <laughs> hockey player. Uh, I've been with martial arts since I was 10 years old, but then the, the, that was, I loved martial arts, but hockey, uh, baseball, and football, I loved them all, but uh, hockey was number one. But anyway, 19 years old, I realized I wasn't going to be a pro hockey player, so I dove back in after watching Bloodsport head first into martial arts, and since 19, I said, I'm going to have a martial arts academy. And I've had my ups and downs, as I mentioned, and uh, but now we got our business, we own our building and lot, 5,400 square foot building, and we're busier than we've ever been, but I'm stepping away. And uh, I'm stepping away because uh, my head instructor who's been with me for, uh, well, he's one of my first students, first black belts, and um, head of our TNT, our teacher and training, and leadership programs and everything else. He's going to manage the academy. And uh, my wife and family, we're moving to Florida. Well, good for you. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, uh, congratulations. <laughs> Yeah, and that's I was awesome. perplexed. Should awesome. I let you know that beforehand, or just tell you on the air? So I thought I'd just tell you on the air. <laughs> <laughs> what if I can ask? What part of Florida? Uh, the the Bradenton area. It's um, about forty five minutes south of Tampa and forty five minutes north okay. of Sarasota. And are, are you in okay. Florida now? Uh, I am. I'm in the Florida Panhandle. I'm actually uh, just right near Pensacola, Florida. Mm. I'm on the Florida Alabama uh, border. Okay. Well, well, it's probably five or six hours, but we can definitely uh, uh, make a connection somewhere along the line there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, so the biggest reason for that is um, I, I want to take, and you'd mentioned the school district, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let this fly here. Uh, I want to take our character development, life skills, leadership, and bullyproof program, which is pretty much everything minus the actual physical and a martial arts class. Uh, the, the physical, I've got that on video. And I want to take that and work toward implementing that in the school districts. And I think uh, working that's with awesome. Governor DeSantis, I think, uh, unfortunately, here in Illinois, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, and that's kind of a big reason for the move. But I think with Governor DeSantis, I've got an opportunity to do that. And I was in Texas a few weeks ago talking to the Ziegler family about they had, uh, back in the 80s, Zig had a ICANN course in the Texas school systems. And that kind of went by the wayside, but it was all about, let's try and uh, unify our strengths here and see I'll work on Florida, you'll work on uh, Texas and combine our programs and see if we can make it happen. Now, it's a lofty goal. There's a, there's a lot of things to work out, but I've already got it packaged and put together and I've got a book coming out called Bullyproof. It's me as a 12-year-old meeting me as Master Grogan 40 years later. We go on a journey together and from that, I'm in the process of writing little kind of help guidebooks for different age groups and a, and a workbook to go along with it. And it has all our character development, life skills, leadership. So I'm going to package that. But the big thing, kind of the end all goal, I'd love to get in the school districts, just helping these kids um, well, be who they're born to be, but be able to stand on their own two feet and then be able to stand up for themselves and others who may not have the confidence to stand up for themselves. Well, that, that's amazing. And I, I know you're going to be, be very successful at what you do. Um, so that, that's, it, it, it's it's sad to hear that you're walking away from your school, and I'm sure a lot of people, you know, will, will uh, be disheartened to hear that news. But uh, given the path that you're getting ready to go down, uh, I can't imagine uh, anyone that w that might be more successful at doing that than you will. So you have my full support. Thank you, sir. It's uh, it's tough for for you know thirty something years. I've been teaching and coaching now for over thirty five, and. It's uh, I'm an emotional roller coaster because, uh, folks, this is happening soon. It, uh, end of July is when it's happening. I, I kind of uh, had to make sure all the details were worked out before I announced it. It would been dripping it out, but we've uh, been letting the academy know. And things are going to, if you're in the Edwardsville, Glen Carbon surrounding areas, nothing's going to change. We're still going to own it. We're still going to come back every couple months, do every black belt. Uh, testing and promotion ceremony, but I also want to give um, props to our head instructor who's now going to be managing the academy. He's 26 years old. He's got his degree in education. He's an incredible technician, and he's been with me 16 years, so he understands the ins and outs of what Grogan's Martial Arts is all about, and that's our core values of honor, integrity, discipline, and respect surrounded by our other black belt principles, which are humility, courtesy, bravery, and perseverance. So he's he's got all that. He's bought in. I can tell all those people that, that might be uh, worried about that. Uh, I know you well enough to know that you've got the right people and the right systems uh, and the right processes in place to ensure that, you know, the school is still very successful. So uh, 
fact you won't be there, um, you know, might be a little scary for some, but, uh, again, I know you, you well enough to know that you have everything in place to make sure that school continues to be successful. Yeah, and it's, and it's almost uh, uh, the, the the biggest holdup has just been me kind of clogging the pipe, so to speak. <laughs> That's why humility <laughs> is number one. I got to keep reminding myself, look, you can trust others. You can do this. And I, I've just been having a pull at my heart for, for several years now. Um, God's been saying, hey, we won business of the year a couple of years ago. And not that I couldn't do more in the Edwardsville community. My goodness, for over 25 years, I've done every, wow. anytime I've ever asked to do a speech, a presentation, a, a demo, a clinic, or a women self-protection workshop we've done it uh, heck we did one at a farm not too long ago we had five people there wow <laughs> it was supposed to be this big farm event and there were five people and we had our demo team and everything else but it was fun we we had a, we, we talk and laugh about it now as far as we we're talking about getting the horses out doing some self-defense with them but uh, uh that's definitely one of those humbling experiences isn't yeah it? <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, well, good stuff. But yeah, I wanted to, um, uh, I, I was kind of perplexed. I let Mr. Rogers, let Leon, you know, beforehand, I thought, well, we'll just try and work it into the podcast to let you know, because it'd be a good way to tell the fans as well what's going on, because I haven't, uh, hadn't officially released that. Uh, it's in the community. They they know now and our, our, our students know, but I don't want to scare anybody either, but I also want to get the word out. Sure. Well, um... Uh, I wish you the best of luck, and I, I have no doubt you're going to be very successful in your new endeavor. Good, good. Well, and uh, just uh, trying to uh... – I, I, I want to. Uh, everything we're trying to do here is avoid some of the pitfalls and mistakes I've made. Hopefully, I can shave some time for other people so they don't have to endure, you know, any additional anxiety or depression or stress. I mean, there's enough out there in the world. That's why I tell. Well, that's why I tell Nathan, who's who's going to be managing the academy. I tell our our leaders, our development team. Hey, look, <laughs> I want to try and save you the the goof ups I've done or the misunderstandings. You're going to have your own. Don't repeat the ones that I've done. It's pretty much the same message my parents tried to give to me when I wouldn't listen when I was a teenager and 20-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep keep doing what you do in, in, in whatever form that may take, uh, sir, because you're, you're an inspiration to a lot of people. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I, I really, really do. And, and same, my goodness, like I mentioned, uh, that, that first connection we had, we never met before, but you, you, you made me feel good about myself. And, you know, one of my favorite quotes is by Maya Angelou, and it said, people forget what you said, people forget what you did, but people will never, ever, ever forget how you made them feel. That's, that's great. I, I like that. Well, um, Goodness gracious. So uh, I, I, you said at the beginning of the show, we were, we were a little nervous about coming on and uh, how'd it go? Did it go all right? You feel okay? <laughs> uh, I, I feel okay. You know, one thing I've learned is after I do things like this, uh, I, uh, I'm kind of like the, the movie actor that never watches his own movies. <laughs> uh, but my wife said she will listen to it and give me a critique afterwards. So. <laughs> well, well, just know you're going to be harder on yourself than anybody else. Uh, it, it, it was, uh, uh, I thought it was great. And I really appreciate your time being on here. And that's why I kind of f flow with it. Uh, the audience that listens all the time knows that unless it's some major blunder, like if we get disconnected or whatever, I don't edit the shows. I, the producers, <laughs> they, they love, uh, they, I don't say they fight over getting to produce my show because that sounds terrible and arrogant, but I know some other people in the recording studio there, every single uh, cough or every single this or that, they're cutting and editing. Uh, I'm just rolling with it. I tried to do that right. first like hundred shows. Now we're up to 266 and one of my coaches had told me, look, man, just be transparent. Nobody expects you to be perfect. And it's kind of, off-putting when, when you try and act perfect. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's, that takes the pressure exactly. off. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that is so true because the, again, that's one thing I found as I visited martial arts studios across the country is, you know, people just want you to be genuine. You yep. know, they, they spot fake them a mile away. Yeah. And uh, who, who spots that the, the, the quickest is kids, uh, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. they're a great judge of character. Amen. Well, good kids stuff. And dogs. Kids and dogs, yes. <laughs> dogs can tell. Dogs can tell. Oh, my gosh. Good stuff. Um, so uh, before we get you going here, uh, um, the, I guess kind of uh, you've, you've already touched on it, but maybe just a kind of a two-part question to kind of leave the audience with, with something to remember you by and something to chew on. But um, what brings you the greatest joy 
and I think you already touched on it, what you're doing now, but how would, uh, what would you kind of say to someone else who's still trying to find that greatest joy within themselves? Uh, and it doesn't have to be perfect, just whatever kind of feels good to you. What, what brings you the greatest joy and what, you know, what could you mention to somebody else who's still trying to find that joy? Well, you know, this is probably going to sound, uh, cliche, but, but it's, it's very true. Um, you know, for, for many years, I, um, you know, I, I selfishly thought it was all about trying to make myself happy and do the things that made me happy. But, you know, I found out later in life that if you focus on other people and helping other people succeed, then you just naturally get into this happy state and you enjoy your life. And you know, so for me, that's what it's all about. Uh, I, I, there's no greater joy for me than to see somebody else succeed. And, and even if I just played a, a tiny part in that, or maybe I didn't play any part. Maybe I was just, you know, an observer on the sideline, but um, just seeing other people be successful um, brings me success as I define success. Oh, it's fantastic. Listeners, have you, have you heard something similar before? You're probably saying, yeah, man, the last guest, the guest before maybe didn't say it exactly the same way, but the message is the same. It's clear. And uh, Hanchi Kovar always talks about cliches. If a cliche is still around, that must mean it's earned some merit. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and then like uh, that. it almost sounds like uh, the, the helping others, you know, Zig Ziglar's famous quote, the way you get everything you want in life is by simply helping enough other people get what they want. And, uh, yes, sir. and we've all mentioned that again, my goal is, is the path I've been on lately with the, 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 correctly guided spiritual path, if you will. And what I mean by that is, once again, my spiritual was all about proving everybody wrong. Uh, kind of a, forgive me, but a big screw you to the world. Anybody that doubted me? Well, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. Well, here in the last three to five years, I've realized, my gosh, I've spent a lot of time trying to prove people wrong. And yeah, that's helped propel the success uh, to, to a certain level. But what I consider exactly what you said, success is not only feeling good about what I'm doing, but if I can plant a tree that I'll never enjoy the shade of, but knowing somebody else will, oh my gosh, that 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 just gives me the greatest joy I could ever imagine. Uh, that's exactly right. I couldn't say it any better than the way you just said it. Well, good stuff, good stuff. Well, the the last thing I always like to have uh, guests do before we close is um, is go through and do our. Um, uh, kind of bullyproof affirmations, if, if you will. And uh, unless you have any other gold nuggets you'd like to drop on the audience before we go? Um, no, no. Let's, uh, okay, let, let's, do, let's it. do it. All right. So um, if you wouldn't just repeat after me, if you would, please, it's the bullyproof and kick in life affirmation. And it goes like this. I believe in myself. I believe in myself. I am a one and only. I am a one and only. Original gift from God. Original gift from God. I am awesome. I am awesome. I am bullyproof. I'm bullyproof. And I'm living my best kick in life. And I'm living my best kick in life. All right. What do you think, listeners? I got goosebumps on this end. That's good stuff, yeah? <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> well, it's, been a, it's, it's been a pleasure spending this time with you. And, um, let's do it again. I, I, I could talk to you all afternoon. <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic. And, uh, and listeners just, uh, know that, uh, every, every Monday we have the weekly spotlight series. So we have wonderful guests like Mr. Leon Rogers. Wednesday is the Wednesday wisdom show. And the majority of the time that's kind of parenting wisdom just to kind of help you as parents. Uh, and, and I always encourage you to listen to this show when you're in the car with your kids, because it's all about things that are going to help propel them to plant seeds in their little mental gardens early and often to help them be their very, very best, become bullyproof and live their best kick in life. And then the Friday show is the feel good Friday weekend challenge. It's a short one, seven to 10 minutes. I just give you a quick right hook of reality and the left uppercut of truth and something to empower you to take a chance to step out and do something uh, uh, um, maybe that's uh, maybe you haven't done before or maybe it's been a long time to help empower you to be your very very best and that's what we got going on well mr rogers leon thank you so so very much i really really appreciate it yeah thank you sir uh, it's, uh, it's been an honor to be to be on your program it's been an honor to know you over the last few years and and i look forward to uh 
Getting to know you better when you get down here to Florida. Oh, awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, uh, Ms. Rogers, if uh, if you could, uh, when the show comes out on Monday, just uh, air it or share it with your friends and folks listening. I'll have Mr. Ro- Leon Rogers' contact information. And he also mentioned KickSite, which Mr. Jason Neef, we had that last week on the show, but we'll have that uh, contact information as well. And of course, you know, on social media, Instagram, Facebook, you can find us at Grogan's Bullyproof and Kickin' Life. And uh, me personally, if I got, you know, the, the, the friend thing, you're definitely send me a friend request. If you'd like, I am a little more selective now. I'll just be upfront. Uh, meaning, if um, you've got any kind of negativity on your page, I'll I'll do a little stalking. If you send me a friend request and see what kind of person you are, <laughs> so in other words, if you want to be friends, you better be good. Now, I'm not saying that at all. Uh, I'm just saying that is advice to you when 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 you accept friends. I didn't used to do that, and um, you are who you surround yourself with. So the advice on that: uh, make sure you're 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 surrounding yourself with the right group of friends, and then you know that carries over to your kids too um snoop on your kids profiles and see who they're surrounding themselves with because uh, that's a direct impact on who they're going to be absolutely totally agree with you all right well mr rogers thank you so very much you have a blessed blessed day and uh um wow I, i can't wait to connect with you again real soon sir same here appreciate it thank you sir all right folks thank you as always i love you god loves you please share that love with the world and until we talk again You get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best. You'll become bullyproof, and you'll live your best kick in life. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. I can't wait to chat with you again real soon. Have a blessed day, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for listening to another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof and Kickin' Life. This is your bullyproof expert, Master Rich Grogan, reminding you to please share this podcast with your kids, family members, or anyone else who could benefit from this empowering message. And I kindly ask that please remember that five-star review, if we've earned it, to let others know that you're a part of the Grogan's Bullyproof and Kickin' Life tribe. And until we talk again, remember, you do have the power to overcome your fears and battle through your challenges to stand up to any bully you're facing, both real and in your mind. So get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best, you'll become bullyproof, and you'll live your best kick in life.